Hey, good people, and welcome to the third installment of Unchurched. I'm Reverend Kojo, and I've got Minister Jamar here with me, and I've got my baby sister, Erin uh, Jones, here, and we've got an awesome, awesome conversation here for you today. So, tell me, Erin, how was your week? My week was pretty good. Didn't do, didn't have a busy work week or nothing. That's good. What about you, Jamar? Uh, it was good. It was good. I got my my kids um, back home this week. Um, which they're in the room, so hopefully they'll be quiet. But I uh, got them back home with me this week, so uh, close on the house. I'm a realtor outside of being a minister, on top of other things. So some good things been going on this week. That's good. I sure, I'm sure y'all notice we are definitely in church clothes. <laughs> Instead of meeting before church, we are meeting after church, and a mad dash to make sure that we definitely, definitely have this good conversation. So this week, I was watching Grey's Anatomy. And if you watch Grey's Anatomy, you're familiar with April Kepner, who is this little country girl, who is a doctor, who is probably the kookiest character on the show. But she's like the only real devout Christian outside of maybe Miranda Bailey. But she is the one that's always talking about her Christianity. And then she kind of falls off the deep end in like episode 12 or 13, where she's like, God is asleep at the wheel. And when I watched that episode, I was like, Grey's Anatomy, please do not make me stop watching your show. Please don't make me stop watching your show. And then we get to like episode 15, and she has this doctor, this conversation with this doctor. And I think we're gonna show you the clip, and then we're gonna talk about it a little bit after. Same book, Arthur. They all just generally say how not to be a jerk. Well, I don't know those other books, but I know the New Testament and the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus gets up there and he says how to behave and how not to behave. People flagrantly disregard his teachings and receive absolutely no consequences, while other people who spend their lives trying to emulate him and honor him are brutally mistreated. <laughs> God's off making a bet with the devil while good people eat crap sandwiches and we're supposed to eat those sandwiches with a smile on our face. We're supposed to rejoice. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, if you didn't grow up in the church, you wouldn't understand. So oh, I don't... No, please, please. I, I grew up Catholic. Between the mean nuns, the hard kneelers, the touchy priests, Catholicism told me that I would go to hell for playing with myself after I'd been doing it ceaselessly for two years. I mean, how about a heads up, God? I walked away, too, for a while. I what, you couldn't masturbate? No, no, because my kid died. A uh, freak accident at school. Took a baseball bat to the skull. Died instantly. He was 10. It was uh, unfair, so unfair. The priest said, talk to God. But I, I, I wanted to find God and joke the life out of him. I didn't want to talk to God. I didn't care what he had to say. I wanted to talk to my son. I was not um, as delightful then in that period as I am now. I, I was not fit company my marriage fell apart i was alone so i went to church because in church you can talk out loud all by yourself and not look crazy so i would go to mass and i would talk to my son i still do i don't think god left me or i left god i just think we got in a fight So we all saw the clip, right? Yeah. All right. And, you know, I guess, Jamar, what were your first thoughts after you saw it? Uh, I mean, it is intense, but I, I've seen, you know, other movies and other shows that kind of 
go after the same thing of saying they're upset with God and mad with God. So it, it wasn't shock, you know, to see something like that on TV. But I guess what got me, she she had somebody to back her up and to encourage her more to be upset with God um, because that's what the guy he ended up being a little bit upset about some situations he had and. I mean, I, I can kind of see where she's coming from because I've had my little run-ins where I've gotten upset with God. Even though I'm a minister, I've gotten upset with him. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to that, but I've, I've, I've gotten upset myself, but not to the point where I wanted God to die. What do you think, Erin? Really, when I saw the clip, the first thing that came to my mind was it comes with the territory. Ooh. So I know you have to go through some stuff to see some things. So I was like, she just said that she has to go through the stuff to see the bigger picture. And that's just why I kind of got it from me. I'm going to be real with y'all. At the end of that clip, I had a little bit of hope. Um, and I guess that's, I mean, she was upset, you know, and I kind of guess that comes with the territory. But like his story kind of gave me a little bit of hope because I feel like we, we talk about this and that people leave the church because they're mad at God. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, and then because the people in church tell them, Oh, you just went to worship your way through it, praise your way through it. You can do this, da 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 And his story, when he was like, yeah, I wanted to choke God out. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I felt like this. But he said, I still came to church because it was the only place I could talk to myself out loud. And then he goes even further and he says, I don't think God left me. And I don't think I left God. We just got in, in an argument. And so, you know, like we always talk about relationship over religion, right? But... How far are we willing to take the relationship piece? Because what relationship are we truly engaged in that we don't have a disagreement? That's true. You know, what relationships are we truly engaged in when we don't argue, we don't fight, we don't fuss? And so that's kind of where I felt. That's kind of what I thought. What do y'all think? I can see the relationship aspect of it. Uh, There's a son that says, make up to break up. That's all we do. That's for the the older people out there. But um, sometimes you fall out with God. You You have... Different um, spats with him, like Aaron said. I'm gonna call him Minister Aaron for that one. She said, "Come to the territory because it happens. Um, I- anything worth fighting for, you're gonna have trouble with sometimes." So I-, I know she was down. I know she felt out, and that's when we, my, my situations. I-, I get down and out, but I know that something bigger is coming, and that's kind of what you were saying. You got hope from it because we'll go through all sorts of hell, we'll go through all kind of problems, but we know our breakthrough, our blessings come right around the corner. Yeah, and then, I mean, let's let, I mean, let's I mean, let's get comfortable. Let's let's think about it because I know one thing, one piece of it for me was that we get upset with God, right? But nobody ever has an explanation. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, just pray your way through." Mm-hmm. And prayer is powerful, and I believe in prayer, and I believe that we should pray our way through everything. But sometimes we don't get coping mechanisms. Is it? And and you know, and and I know the old folks are always saying, "Oh, you not you don't get angry with God. You you don't have the right to get angry with God." And 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 I I believe this. And y'all, I mean, if you don't agree, disagree with me, but I believe that if we're in a relationship with God, that God created us to love us. And I can't think of anybody that I truly love, and I mean truly love, that has not burned me up. I mean, I mean, I have not been angry with them, just wanted to throw, you know, throw, beat them up, do whatever. But because I've allowed them that level of access. Yeah. And so I believe that if we allow God that level of access, not only can we get upset with him, but he gets upset with us. Y'all, I mean, let's, I mean, think about that. How many, how many things that we do that God gets upset with us about, you know? We know better. We still did it. Every day. And <laughs> you know, still went that far because it felt good. Every Oops. Day. My bad. Every day. But I was I was thinking about um 
I was thinking about I was thinking about this whole scenario and I was thinking about my last year my last year has probably been one of the most trying years I've had mm. it was it's been full of a lot of disappointment and it looked good on the outside like a lot of people thought a lot of good things were happening but it seemed like every time I would get up I'd get knocked down five steps I get up, knock down five steps, and people are like, oh, you're doing things. God is moving in your life. And I'm sitting here upset with God. I'm mad at God about my relationships. I'm mad at God about my career. I'm mad at God about my school. I'm mad at God about, about all types of stuff. And then he'll move and he'll use me. And so people are like, oh, getting God so good. And, you know, it, it, sometimes you get to a point where it's, it's hard to say God is good because you're looking at your introspection. Does that make y'all feel me? You know, sometimes you sometimes that what you got going on while he's moving in your life and people can see him doing some stuff and you still like, I don't feel it. Yeah, and I, I guess that's what that big thing, you know, we all have faith, but that's what that big thing comes in. And I have, a, I have I struggle with this, my wife can tell you. I, I love to walk by sight yeah. and not by faith, even though it says walk by faith and not by sight. And um, it's just when you see the outside, and I'm like, God, I'm, I'm 31, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I should be probably, I, I should be a millionaire by now. Why can't I be, you know, I'm saying, having millions like Lil Wayne and the Migos. You know, that's why, that's, that's, that's why I see myself in my head sometimes, guys, as a rapper. Don't, don't judge me. But, I'm saying, why, why I'm not, not there yet, God? So I question that, and um, I know it's silly to think that way sometimes, but I know God is working something out big for me, and um, I just wrestle with it, because I'm like, God, I, what did I do so wrong that I went left that, that right now is not working out in my favor. But I know God is working on something. And, um, and you know, it's his plan. We, we, we um, had our youth day service last week, and it was God's plan. So I know he has a plan. So I'm just walking by that faith and just trying to stick to it. Yeah. Now, this past year has been, like, a lot of changes. So this, I feel like this past year has taught me how to solely rely on him. Mm. Because I've learned when you rely just on yourself, it's not going to go the way you want it to go. And that's just something I had to learn on my own because I tried to do things by myself and they went left. Like, they, I couldn't even begin to describe where everything was just wrong. So when I learned, okay, well, let me rely on him. Let's see how this actually goes. Because so this is the first time, hey, I've been on my own. I've had mama and daddy to rely on. I've never had to, like, put my whole entire focus on him. Mm. So when I put my whole entire focus on him, that's when I could see the changes from that first semester to the second semester. That's when I started to see oh my what well, a real relationship with him was. And I just feel like that's how like I say it comes with the territory because if it didn't you just don't know what's going on. So how long did it take you to get to that place? And what was your wake-up moment? My wake-up moment, I felt like I hit rock bottom. So when I felt like it was kind of like one of those things, you have nowhere else to turn. So I turned. I knew where my help came from. It was just I had yeah. to apply it back to it. Mm. And I think that's key. Sometimes we'll like we'll, we'll grow up and we'll know our help comes from God. Our help comes from God. But we've always seen mom and daddy do. Yeah. We've always seen other people come through it and, and provide in a way. So we like our help comes from God, but we have never literally had to see his hand grab ours and, and do some things. And so sometimes I think that we find ourselves in a position where we're like, OK, my bills are stacking up. I got to pay. I got to pay all this money so they don't put me out this house. I got to do this. I got to do that and the other. 
and well, we find ourselves like in in a in a position where we just don't know how to let God be God. And and I like it to this. I think we make God so small. Like, like in, 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 in our minds, we, 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 we see we God, see God as mighty smarter, smarter so, so far away, and he's like, he's like so far so away and so disconnected from us, and so we think that we have to do everything. Yikes. We have to do everything all on our own. And because we have to do everything on our own, we don't let him fill in the gaps. You know, you know. And like, I guess it gets tough sometimes. You know, we want to we want to be the one in control, and especially when you're a person that um, I, I, my wife says I'm selfish. I, I don't know why she says that because I'm not. I don't, I don't feel like I am, but I want to be in control of everything. So, so the kids make you say otherwise. The kids make you say that because I, I, I was I was the only child, so I was so used to um, having things my way and doing things on my own. So when it comes down to if, you know if the bills are, are stacking up and things are, aren't going right, I'm like, why can't I fix it? Why can't I fix it? Why can't I? But I'm like, give it to God. Like Aaron said, I know where my help comes from. But I'm trying to be his help and saying, well, God can handle all this stuff. Or it's too big or too small, but there's nothing that's too big or too small for my God. And I just had to get to that realization and start giving it to him. Um, past, past week or two, I've done that. And um, I feel a relief. I've been, getting, I've been going to sleep at 8 o'clock at night and um, missing calls and texts because I'm resting now. I'm, like, I'm not worried about tomorrow because I know God is going to take care of me. Indeed, indeed. So I'm going to ask you, what do we say to somebody who is at that place where... They feel they like feel God is with them. You know, that's at that place where they, you know, they feel like there there can't be a God because I'm sitting here and I've been praying and I feel like I'm struggling. And I know they keep telling me to pray, but I feel like my prayers aren't being answered. What do you say to that person? On that, I mean, all I can say is just continue to push forward. Watch him work. Um, it's a testing thing. You know, in the world, we've got a lot of things to work. You go to work, you work 80 hours a week, and you expect a paycheck at the end of that 80 hours. You know, something can happen. The system can crash. Things can happen at the job, and that check doesn't come. Then what? But you, you, but you have faith and you trust that that check is going to come to you. Same thing with God. I, I know you may have lost a loved one. There's been a lot of deaths and a lot of tragedy going on the past few weeks. But God is still in control because everything works for a reason. Um, and it happened. Slavery. A lot of people question why did slavery happen. It happened for a reason. Um, why, why did Christ have to die on the cross? It happened for a reason. So it all has bigger reasons behind it. And um, it, it, some things just we, we won't never understand. I, I hate to say it, but um, some things I might have to go to God myself and I'm making it to heaven and say, come on, God, tell me why this happened or why this, why that. And I still may never get the answer. But all I have to say is just continue to just push through it. You, you, just, you just have to go through it. The devil's going to get in your head. He's going to tell you. Don't, don't listen to you know to God. Don't don't pray to that God. Don't 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 read that Bible. Don't listen to those inspirational stories because God's not real. But I guarantee you this: God will show up and He's going to show out in your life. You just have to keep pressing forward and keep seeking Him, like the Word says. I kind of like it like this. You know, they say the best time to work out is when you don't feel like it. I never feel like it. And I'm not gonna lie, like. I, I, I went to the pool, 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 was it Friday? Friday? And I walked, and I walked into the, into I walked the, there, there, swiped, swiped my car, car got in the locker room, and literally, and literally walked, walked back out. out. I was like, I can't do it. And, and you know, you know every, every, every fitness, fitness aficionado has told, told me, like, that's the that's time you work out because that's the time that your brain needs the most release. I feel like our walk with God is the same. When it's hard to pray. 
and we and can't we get can't anything get out because, because I have been there. I have been, been in my prayer closet and just been like, I don't want to talk to you. And 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 I'm gonna be real with you, and I love the Lord. I'm I'm saying, but I but I've been times in my prayer closet I want to talk to you. Because I feel like I didn't talking to you and you didn't do it then. And I feel like I asked you to do it and you didn't come through when I thought you were gonna come through. And so, and so I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm getting out now to talk to you, but I've also found that in those moments when I make myself keep praying, yeah, yeah. And, I and I make myself keep worshiping when I don't want to worship and I don't want to call his name and I really don't even want to open the Bible, those are the moments that he shows himself strong. Those are the moments that I've seen him wrap his arms around me. Those are the moments where he comes in and he comes through. Look, y'all know that, I mean, if you listen to any of the podcasts you've ever heard of preach, you know, I'm a big proponent of peace. I have not had had my my peace in almost a year. year. And this past past week, week, I was sitting up in my office, and I was working on this next book, and God's God's peace came back. And he made it plain to me. He said, your bitterness toward me is gone. And now that your bitterness towards me is gone, I can come back. But because I was falling into my frustrations of what he didn't let happen. For the, for the visas, visas that didn't that come, come, and for the and for relationships, relationships that fizzled out, and for and the for trips the that should have happened, and, and the beach houses, houses that should have closed, all of that stuff. stuff. When I when let I all, all of that go, and I stopped harboring that in my heart, he allowed, he allowed me, to me to experience his care. care. But sometimes, but sometimes we get so we get stuck up in our frustrations. We're like, I'm, I'm so, so sick of church, church, church folks, and God, and, God, and, and he just didn't. He let Mama die, or you know, God, you know, God forbid. He let all these people happen, and so you get so bitter that you can't see His Majesty. Because sometimes, like sometimes, somebody dying in your life is so that He can make you strong. But if you stuck on the bitterness, you can't go through the process. There's something at the end. There's always something at the end. Well, I, I, um, I, 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 I thought, thought about, about this, this and I will probably close with this. this. Whenever, Whenever you feel a drought, drought. Remember, remember that we that serve a rainmaker. Rain. And you know, and one you know, of my very favorite stories, stories I probably read, read The Circle Maker a hundred times in the last five years, years. and it's a book it's on prayer. But there was, but there a, guy was a guy in the generation, generation before Jesus came, and his name was Honey. And Honey... Um, was, a was a regular guy. guy. He was a he praying was a guy, but he was a regular guy. guy. And they and were they about were to about die. They, they were in the middle of famine. It had not rained. And if it didn't rain soon, they were all about to die. Honey decided. He said, I'm going to pray to this God. Now, everybody was upset with God because God didn't let it rain. They've been wicked, all this stuff. They kind of over the whole religion thing. But Honey decided he was going to sit in the sand. And he drew a circle around him until it rained. And he was willing to sit there no matter what happened. And he looks looks up to heaven and he says, God, God, I believe believe you're going to let it rain. And when when it rained, Honey wasn't even done there. He said, but not just just for this kind of rain have I prayed. But I'm talking about rain of showers of blessings. I'm talking about showers of favor. We want your spirit. And so it begins to rain harder. And then after that, he begins to ask God for even more. And I believe that if we will push, Beyond, beyond our pain, our pain and push beyond, beyond our frustration and push beyond what they've what said and what hurt you felt in church or any of that, we will experience a love and a peace and blessings like we've never seen before. Well, y'all, that's, that's all we got. This is Unchurched, the third installment. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button no matter where you listen. Uh, and we look forward to hearing from you next time. Don't always make the best decisions, yeah, yeah.